Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. We're back, and uh, it was just under two years ago that we received a call from a listener to this program. His name is Larry. And I was thinking, trying to remember what it was we were talking about on the air. Maybe he remembers. We'll talk to him in just a minute. But at that time, Larry told us that he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And that's the cancer that Patrick Swayze had and that uh, Michael Landon had. And um, very famous very famous people have battled pancreatic cancer. And uh, I stayed in touch with Larry after that phone call periodically. We'd have a phone conversation or exchange an email. And uh, so I received a, an email from Larry about... I think it was about two weeks ago. And he informed me in that email that he'd just been given news by his doctors. And it's also news that he would prefer not to have received. And he doesn't believe it's news that should be being given by uh, doctors to to patients. Hey, Larry, it's good to talk to you. Um, I, I had a difficulty... Believing it's been almost two years since we talked, but it has been. And uh, thank you for getting to, in touch with me. And and uh, let's let's talk about this this issue and 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 it and how it matters to you. What one has actually been talked told you by doctors. Uh, how are you feeling today? Um, not too bad, Roy. Um, it's one of my better days. Uh, I have to, I have to correct. I have to correct you here just for a, a second. You say it's news that I didn't want to hear. Um, that's incorrect. Um, I knew I was going to get that news. Uh, what what I was getting at what I was getting at was uh, uh, people should not know when they're going to die. Okay. So nobody should just generically we shouldn't know. Yes. Uh, I, I've heard people say that they would like to know when they are going to okay, die. Okay, okay, I understand um, now. Yeah, be, so they can say their goodbyes and get their affairs in order. Yeah. Um, to me, that's that's selfish. Um, they have myself, for example. I'm thinking about the people around me. How are they going through this? I'm I'm the one with the disease. I'm the one that's going to die. Yes, but the people around me are suffering as well. Oh, yes. Larry, uh, I have to ask this question. I don't like doing it, but your doctors told you what about about your prognosis? Um, 
basically I'm, I'm going to be lucky to see March. They said, they said there's good news and bad news. Good news is I'm going to see Christmas. Uh, and basically anything after that is a bonus. Okay. Now, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I, I knew that was coming. I was expecting that. That was nothing new to me. And you were okay with doctors giving you that particular information? I've, I've, told, I've had uh, two oncologists and my GP, and my GP has known for years, uh, I, want, uh, I want nothing sugar-coated. Okay. Then I misunderstood. So it's generically you think it's better for people not to know when they're going to die, as opposed yes. to people who say, you know, I'd like to know when I'm going to die so that I can do what I need to do before then. Yes. Like, you, your affairs should be in order anyway, unless you're a young person uh, and young people uh, are going to live forever, if you ask any of them. Yeah. Um, but for the, the average person, um, I, I, I just think it's unfair. Because let, let's say I let's say I go um, in March, I've got another four months of, and there's no other word for it, suffering, uh, and all of my family and friends for the past uh, two years. And speaking of two years, I was one of the lucky ones that was caught early, but they've been suffering as well. When I'm gone, my suffering is over. Theirs is going to continue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So, I, I just want to understand, uh, you're okay with the doctor telling you now, but if, he, if the doctors had told you two years ago that, uh, well, Larry, it's over in two years, that would have not been what no. you wanted to hear. No. Okay. But pancreatic cancer, I knew enough about it that I knew that, uh, um, you know, there is no cure. That's that's uh, a fact. Uh, it just depends on how long how long you last. You know, there are so many people who will be listening to this program now who have cancer or have a loved one who has cancer or knew someone who did have cancer or someone who is going through what your family is going through. This, this disease attacks essentially the whole population of the country in one way or another. And I, I read some information, I think people will remember, it was a few months ago, there was some information that came out that suggested that 50% of people in Canada will have a direct a direct contact with with cancer. Um, how, how have you felt emotionally as the battle went on? And we've talked about, you, you said we could talk about anything that, yep. that we want to talk about. And I think for the for the benefit of people who are listening, and I, I think it's wonderful you're doing this, because it will help people. It will help quite a few people uh, have an insight into how somebody who has fought this insidious disease for for almost two years now ha- has dealt with it and is continuing to deal with it. As you uh, and you know, my wife died just yes, just over two years ago from from the same disease and. So I can maybe fill in a, a blank here and there if there is one. Um, how have you dealt with it emotionally, and and how's your family reacted to what's happened to you along the way? Uh, my wife um, still hasn't accepted it. Um, she's she's taking it harder than I am. I, I I've accepted it, Roy. Uh, it's going to happen. So emotionally. Um, 
I guess the emotion part of it is gone now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm living one day at a time, a cliche, and uh, just trying to make the most out of, out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So you're very pragmatic about it. Uh, I'm a realist. Excuse me. I'm a realist, and uh, I, I don't, I don't wish to give anybody. Uh, everyone should have hope, but uh, there comes a point when uh, you know the hope is—it's just false hope. How 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 can somebody arrive at that pragmatic state of mind? not everybody's going to be able to do that, where you say, this is the way it is. I have to accept what's going to happen. And then, as you say, you live every day. Was there, was there something, uh, a moment, uh, an event, an occurrence that brought you to that realization and to that, into that acceptance level? Not really. Um... Yeah, there, there were times uh, when when we were talking uh, on the phone the last time. Um, it was upsetting. I've, I've had my uh, I've had some very very down days. Uh, but once once the acceptance was there, uh, once the denial was gone and the acceptance was there, uh, I found it easier to I found it easier to get along every day. I'm going to take a quick break here, Larry, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, some of the, the treatments and 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 uh, what went on over the two years. I think this is I think it's great of Larry to do this, talk about this illness. And we, as I said, I've been in touch with him periodically over the last two years. And um, this is that's very hard for all, all sorts of reasons. We will come back with Larry right after this. Don't let his bark fool you. Roy has a softer side, too. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, Twitter at The Roy Green Show, and uh, listen back or download anything that you hear on this program on The Roy Green Show page on the website of the uh, Chorus Radio Station you're listening to now. I'm speaking with Larry, who's been battling pancreatic cancer for almost two years and has been told by his doctors he will live until, certainly until Christmas and, and maybe until March. There's uh, there are a lot of questions people have, Larry, and I'll just go back to questions that I know that my wife and I had at the at the beginning, and questions that I get asked, and I'll ask them of you uh, if you don't mind for the for the benefit of people who are listening. Yep. What, what do you What do you want to share with people who have just been diagnosed with with cancer? What do they need to know? <coughs> hmm. That's hard to answer. Yeah, it is, isn't um, it? If, what do they need to know? Um, like what do they prepare themselves for? Well, I'm a pessimist by nature, so... That's um, what we were talking about. Yeah, I'm The first I'm time you called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
So when, when I was first diagnosed, I, I got a really bad flu, and my doctor suspected bronchitis. So he sent me for a, an x-ray and an ultrasound, and um, it came back, and he told me on our next meeting. Um, and as soon as he told me, cancer, um, I expected the worst. Um, but there was hope. Um, you, you have you have to keep hoping mm-hmm. until um, such time as as it becomes real, as as such time as you're you're told that's it. You know, keep trying. And the, and the hope makes your life better. Uh, it depends. Is it is it real hope or is it false hope? Uh, and it, I, again, it depends on on what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Myself, I wanted to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. Were, they good at, were they good at that and telling you the truth about everything that was was happening? Yes. Yes. Um, again, uh, I didn't want anything sugar-coated. Right. Uh, I want the facts. Yeah. Now, go ahead. How would you recommend that people deal with their cancer team, with their oncology team? Because there's a lot of people that become involved in your life. And they all have different specialties, and they all have different approaches, and they meet as a team, and they talk about you. And then usually somebody is just going back to what our experience was. There's one or two people who are sort of deputized who come and tell you the, the news that they all were discussing. So how would you how would you advise people to deal with the doctors and the nurses who are who are who are uh, taking care of their care? As much information as possible. Yeah. Um. If they've come in to look, uh, uh, there were complications during my surgery, so it was supposed to be a six-day stay in hospital. That six-day stay turned into uh, 40 days. And uh, over the next nine months, I spent a total of seven and a half months in the hospital because of complications. Um, But I wanted as much information as possible, so if they came in, uh, if a team came in uh, checking up on on uh, my my diabetes, uh, I wanted someone from that team to let me know. I didn't want a, a go between. Mm-hmm. Good. That's very sad. Uh, so people should be insistent on getting to talk to the specific doctors and nurses they want to talk to about what's going on, not yes. just not just a spokesperson. Yeah, definitely. What definitely. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, what was the most challenging treatment that you had? Uh, Would it be the chemo? No, actually. Um, most challenging treatment. Um, the most, uh, oh, how to put it, the most uh, uh, uncomfortable treatment, I guess, was the portable IV I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wore a portable IV uh, for two different kinds of antibiotics uh, for about six months at home here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very uncomfortable. Um, having the stents put in. Uh, basically, everything was uncomfortable, but nothing really stood out. Okay, okay. But you didn't give, uh, you didn't give hope. I mean, you had... You say you were a pessimist, but you had some you had some positive feelings about what was going on and what they were doing for you. Uh, there's always chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
uh, tough, eh? There, there are people I, I've heard of people that oh, they were diagnosed with pancreatic cancer uh, thirty years ago, and they're still alive. Well, it couldn't have been pancreatic cancer because I believe the longest person to last is uh, uh, Patrick Swayze at seven years. Was it seven uh, years? Yeah, yeah, and. 95% of the people diagnosed with it um, die within the die within the first year. What are you capable of doing now physically? Uh, I still get out and about. Uh, I'm getting weaker. I've lost uh, a lot more weight. Um, I'm down now to about 110 pounds from the 150 that I was originally. Uh, at one point, I was down to 85 pounds. Uh, but I was able to put that back on. But uh, uh, I generally, I, I'm just getting weaker every day. Yeah, I'm still able to get out and, and uh, drive and so on and so forth. Um, going up and down the stairs now um, is more difficult. It's becoming a challenge. Yeah. Have they uh, told you how long you can stay at home? My wife, um, and I disagree, uh, she wants uh, the palliative care here at home, but um, I, I really don't want to put her through that. From what I've heard uh, towards the end, mm -hmm. uh, I really don't want to have to put my wife through that. Yeah. She, she's been through enough as it is already. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. And Larry, you're uh, you're you're really quite an amazing person, and I mean that. And uh, I really mean that. Conversations we've had, the emails we've exchanged, the just the uh, what I've what I've learned from you, and um, what I've gleaned from from your conversations and the emails, is going to stay with me for a long, long time. And I appreciate our conversations, and I appreciate you coming on the show. And let's. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you a call. I'll give you a call right around Christmas. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. Uh, Paul Henderson did phone. Oh, good. Yeah, I got in touch uh, with Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Shortly after uh, I was talking to you, Paul yeah. Henderson did phone. It was, it was kind of a. He, he put me in a better mood. Great. Great. He's a super guy. Super guy. Okay. Thank Thank you, Larry. We'll stay in touch. Thank you, Roy. Okay. You have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. There's Larry, and you uh, have decided we want to have conversation on on the air about what you just heard. I'm going to carry this on a little bit, but differently, a little differently when we come back. Please stay with us.